I've been asked a couple of number of times what is the most fucked up anime or manga series that I've ever read in my entire life. Well, at first it was Chino Wadachi with Blood on the Tracks, but I have read something that not only was so fucked up that it left me to question my own sanity but and my humanity, but also after reading every single chapter, it almost made me want to just sanitize my eyes to where I don't even have eyeballs anymore. And it's even worse than Chino Wadachi Boku no Pico, and also the anime where it's basically a brother or sister couple. I don't remember the name of it, but I do know it's basically a brother sister anime couple thing, which I don't know why it, it was such a thing back in Japan, but they made an anime of it. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hello guys, this is Jade from the Nerdfix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a manga that not many people would know about, but there are some who do know of it. And this manga we're talking about today is called Doku Mushi. And for those of you who are listening, sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. If you can handle any of the graphic details or anything that will include any of the following that I will be mentioning talks about violence, cannibalism, or anything of that nature. And if you can't handle that kind of stuff, I suggest you click away from this and wait until the next episode to be released. Listener discretion is advised. Now, as I've mentioned before, the manga that I had recently read is called Dokumushi. And for this manga that many of you don't know, this was released just a few years back and this manga is pretty much fucked up. This manga was first published on June 10th, 2013 up until September 23rd of 2016. And it was produced and written by by Michio Yazu and along with the artwork by Keito Aida. And this Manga itself is so fucked up, it really made me question my own humanity. And for those of you who want to know a little bit about what this manga is about, it's basically where there's a group of people that have woken up in in an abandoned building and it's sealed off from basically everything. And it includes the following people, college students Yumi and Reiji, a hostess girl by the name of Akane, an occult-obsessed salaryman named Yuki Toshi, a punk factory worker named Toshio, an unemployed man by- named Taichi, and a nine-year-old girl named Michika. Now, the premises of the whole manga is basically they have to survive seven days with, with no water, and the timer is set for seven days. Now, they do have some running water, but at the same time, they don't have any food. They have to find a way to be able to survive and wait out the hunger. Or, they most likely would have to resort and most likely killing one another and basically eating one another. Now, over with that, they are found with some different items. There is a cleaver and a hot pot upstairs in the classroom. And there is a sense where they are feeling in a place of imprisonment. Now, there are some characters that have a bit of a dark past, 
each of them differ from the last. One of them being, for example, Yumi. Yumi, for example, she basically has a bit of a dark past. She has been going through you where she has been taken advantage of many times, to which why she has a bit more of an interest in girls. And she basically has a strong distrust in men. Kind of a thing where it kind of gives you a whole kind of aesthetic where it kind of reminds you a little bit of Boa Hancock in a way. But at the same time, it almost makes you feel a little bit sorry and pitiful and pitiful for her. But at the same time, when she really starts to become psychotic and starts to go after people, yeah, you then you start to feel that, uh, well, I don't even know why I feel sympathetic for her. But then things really start to take the turn for worse when uh, Toshio starts to to force himself on her. And we really get to see a graphic scene where he actually forces himself onto her. And I remember the panels that actually showed this being played out. And I, my only reaction to that was, I can't believe they actually did drew something like this in the manga because if they actually did that and they actually published it out for the world to see it would be immediately pulled off the shelves the minute that it was put on the shelves at every single bookstore around the world then the first one to have died was most likely if i remember correctly was toshio to which i will say i was happy that he was gone i hated him because of his attitude the way he was how he held himself and he was such a douche but then the next one who was the next one to go was yumi yumi was the next one to go mainly because of her and how she had a thing for uh, akane and akane basically she was the one who wanted to protect yumi but she, with her she was a little bit of a manipulative bitch and trying to find a way to be able to get people to uh, do things for her so that way she was able to survive However, she begins to have a sense of lust or begins to fall in love with Yukitoshi. And yeah, there's a little bit of a love and lust kind of relationship between them where there are some times where they begin to have, begin to fuck a couple times. But then there's a moment where she begins to develop feelings for for Reiji. And for that, oh boy, that's when things start to go downhill. She's now in a love triangle to where she now as Phyllis were both Yukitoshi and also Reiji. And this is basically so crazy of how things are are shown throughout this manga. You really get to see how intense this is turning out to be, where everybody starts to go insane, everybody is starting to just give in to what their desires are, giving in to their dark side and it's really starts to sink into your psyche and really start and you really start to question your own sense of humanity reading into this then we go into the man known as taichi taichi is basically an overweight unemployed man who basically has been bullied most of his life but then everything started to change when a young girl came up to him and basically wanted to have a snack with him and oh boy this is what they started to get it's become weird he begins to start to have feelings for the little young little girl and he's much older than her this is beginning to have a case where uh, i don't really want to explain a little bit more but long story short uh, 
I really don't want to explain what this is, but throughout the majority of the manga, we do see that Taichi always keeps looking at Michika so many constant times. He's always sweating profusely, he's blushing constantly, he's always having thoughts and having these inner monologues about how much he wants to spend time with Michika, how much he wants to be with her, he wants to bond with her, and honestly, just reading those parts, I almost felt like I wanted to puke up my lunch or puke up anything that I ate in the last hour or so. I just say hello to it again. It was just plain disgusting. But as I mentioned before, there were some acts of cannibalism that did happen in the manga, and the first one who was able to commit that was Taichi. And he basically was the first one to do that based when after Yumi and and Toshio were dead, he basically took the body parts of both of them and basically made, put their body parts in a hot pot and basically ate their limbs. And he basically resorted to cannibalism basically so he's able to survive. Now this itself is basically kind of graphic of how he's able to do so, but not until he was able to kidnap Mijika and is able to just base. oh boy. This is just so graphic and it's so fucked up of everything that he did to her. I I'm real I was about to scream my head off and I was really about to cry just because of what he was about to do to her. But then things began to change when out of nowhere, she, the little girl, Michika, stabs him and my jaw literally dropped to the fucking floor. Kind of the same way like the genie did when Jasmine started to flirt with Jafar, in that kind of sense. But in, a, in any case, she starts to fight back and now she becomes this evil little, little conniving girl, kind of in the same manner that kind of reminds you of Tanya the evil in a way, but now she's now evil, she's able to kick ass, and now she's becoming a manipulative little girl where she puts on this act where she's like this cute, innocent, shy little girl, but behind closed doors, she's actually a manipulative, strong, powerful girl that is basically Tanya, the evil's long-lost best friend that she forgot about. Now we go head back to uh, Reiji. Reiji basically is still having lustful feelings for Akane. We do see moments where he is able to have some time with Akane. Yeah, they were able to... Uh, uh, go at it again, but it wasn't until Yukitoshi catches him again, and oh boy, there was a confrontation between the two, but not until uh, Reiji was able to uh, take him down, and I think as a result, he was able to kill him, and I will have to say that at least he was able to stand up for his feelings and for her, but at the same cost, both of them died. Yeah, that was kind of sad that both of them are dead. But now the only two people that were left was both Reiji and Michika. And as far as I remember, the last chapter I was at was chapter 30. And that's as far as it could go. I couldn't find any more other chapters of seeing what the final conclusion was of who came out alive after the timer went off. Because when Reiji found out that the timer went off, he thought that they were able to escape. They were able to get out. But it turns out, no, that's not the case. Even Michika said that the only way they'd be able to get out is if one of them was to get out, dead or alive. And that right there just caused my heart to drop. And 
<laughs> that was the biggest cliffhanger that I have ever seen in my entire life. But even after reading all 30 chapters of Dokumushi, I really felt like that my brain has basically been vaporized by everything that I had read. Panel to panel, picture to picture, I just felt like, what the fuck did I just read? And overall, for anybody who would want to read Dokumushi, I would just recommend to just take precaution into reading this if you really have a strong mind and a strong spirit to read this because it's not for the faint-hearted if you're not into any of those things that I've mentioned because again it's just as it's more fucked up than uh, Chino Wadachi I will say that but on a scale of 1 to 10 of mangas that I have read so far I would give this a a 7.5 out of 10. It's pretty good, but at the same time, it's pretty much scarring to say the least because there are some things that really caused me to want to puke up everything, but I really liked how it really got put me on the edge of my seat of wondering what's going to happen next. How is it going to end? But I really didn't like how it ended on a cliffhanger. But that's what my thoughts are for the manga itself. For anybody who is strong enough or is able to handle any of this kind of stuff, I would recommend you checking into the manga itself. But for anyone else who d who has a weak stomach or a weak mind, then don't look into it. So what were your thoughts on my review of Dokumushi? Did it scar you as much as the brief description that I gave about it? Are you willing to give it a shot? Or are you not willing to give it a shot? Let me know in the questionnaire that I will be posting at the end of the video. And the questionnaire that I will be asking is, what is the most fucked up manga or anime series that you have ever read? And I will be posting that at the end of this episode. But for those of you stopping by, thank you so much for listening. And as always, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by, and I will see you next time for a new episode. Later!